Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Gamer Weekly. With me today is William from Somewhat Software. Thank you so much for being on the show and being very patient with me. It's uh, it's a pleasure. Don't don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> we've had technical difficulties before uh, the recording. Uh, so anyone out there, if you ever plug in your PS4 controller to your computer and for some reason OBS isn't picking up your audio, it's because it's trying to pick up the controller for some fucking reason. Who knows? I don't know. So, uh, but we're, we are good. So William, thank you so much for coming onto the show. And uh, I guess to start off with uh, the way that I found your games was from that giant itch bundle that from recording now, I think is now officially done. They raised like $7 million, something like that. So yeah, seven and a half million dollars, I think. And, that is insane. And it was like a thousand games, something like that. A lot of games that I've, I'd never heard of before. And then I played, I actually ended up playing two of your games back to back at like midnight because I was like, I want something scary but I want something that's not too terribly long either. And your games fit perfectly on that because I believe please. And then please follow all together was about 40 minutes. And it was just about, and it was just scary enough to go like, I want to know what happens, but I'm also like afraid I'm going to have scary dreams from this, but I actually really liked the aesthetic because it's the, (laughs) thank you. You you got scared. I really, I really enjoyed the, the old school PlayStation one aesthetic, uh, which I never realized that that was something that was ever going to be a, a thing that people were going to get nostalgic for was like bad graphics. I wouldn't even say they have a a charm to them. Yeah. Well, there's this, um, there's, there's this saying, I can't really, um, attribute it correctly, but it's, it's it's about how um, any technology will be remembered for its imperfections, for its failures, more than for its successes. So you remember the VHS because it's grainy and there's scan lines and it's not perfect. You remember the uh, the old film reels because there's hairs, there's uh, lots of dusts and everything. So yeah, this is what we wanna this is what we wanna see. If we want to go uh, low poly uh, in a in a video game, yeah, and it's there's like a whole community that I've noticed too for this uh, horror PS one. I, I guess a lot of people are trying to go for that uh, almost like Blair Witch aesthetic thing where it's here's this lost game and people don't know if it's a real thing or not. So, um, so you're actually heavily involved in a community of. Uh, haunted ps1 game people i don't i don't know if you guys have a name is, for your community yes that is correct it is the name it's oh, a haunted okay. <laughs> ps1 um it's uh it's it's been an initiative by uh, uh brogan hackett which is a dev in ireland i hope i'm correct i don't want to say like the wrong scots maybe no i think it's Ireland. she she's irish and um uh, and so it's been like a, a common flag for a lot of devs that were already working in that low poly uh, style, uh, working horror games because horror games benefit a lot from the imperfections of the PSX uh, aesthetics, I think, because, you know, if you can't read the screen properly, if you can't understand like 100% what's happening, 
there's a there's a scary part that comes from the incomprehension of the uh, the difficulty of decoding what's happening on screen. And I I feel like with a lot of those um, horror PS one inspired games, there's a lot more detail to the the overall atmosphere of the game. Whereas I feel like a lot of horror games now are just depending on making it as grotesque looking as possible and making it to where it's a lot of uh, jump scares, which I mean, I think that jump scares do have their place in horror. I'm not necessarily saying they're the best form of horror, but I, it's always subjective when it comes to something like that. But uh, how do you create a low poly uh, atmosphere for a PS one style game? Like what, what is important to you when you're going into making these, these kind of games? Well, um, I think we, uh, I need to be aware of, uh, that the end result is going to be a, um, representation of what it's supposed to be, but not what it's supposed to be. Like it's, uh, it's, don't want to want to pitch around like the big words but like uh, the the idea of a simulacra being like it's just uh it's like when you tell a story to somebody and then you 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 tell it like you lived it but it's not exactly what happened it's never exactly what happened it's you tell it from your side and from what you remember that the details that spoke to you at that moment so the game needs to reflect that the game needs to be like the sort of format where somebody's telling you and the story of what happened and then the details are imperfect the details are missing but the details that are there are really evocative so you have like uh small textures for your uh for 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 your walls for everything and so those textures needs to convey that it is a wall it is a painted wall so there's a little bit of texture but not too much it's just the color that's right there because you remember the color, but you won't remember the texture necessarily in a in a real place and uh, stuff like that. So it's just, uh, of course, the idea is to, to reduce everything. The low poly aesthetic is just like just destroy your models until they're like as simple as possible, but they still keep the idea of what they are. So, yeah, so like you, you you make like a you model a phone like a, an old desktop phone uh it's just a square but it's got enough detail so you're like oh yeah that's the phone i used to have when i was you know living in my parents in the late 90s so nobody else has Flip like phone. landline phone now but it's like yeah no no when when we had those they look like that so yeah so you need to go for the uh the the universal detail in everything but it's not, I say that, it's not even a conscious thing. It's just, you do, you do whatever, but it, it ends up being this. It ends up representing um, the, 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 the universal nature of the thing that you're representing because it is, it has been simplified beyond the initial uh, recognition. So when you, when you started making these kind of games, was that what you wanted to make um, intentionally, or was it something that um, you started seeing other people do it, and you were like, you know, I kind of want to see my game to go in more of maybe this direction instead of whatever you were doing before. Like, were you making like a platformer or something, or was it always horror in your mind? 
the first game I've ever done was on RPG ninety RPG Maker ninety five, which is an old old program because I'm an old old person. <laughs> <laughs> so um, and yeah, no, so and that was a product of what you know what was interesting to me at the time. So like I was doing like some sort of anime inspired like paranormal investigators stuff uh, that game is lost to time though it's not available anywhere and um eventually i gave up on making games for a lot of years i tried my hands at other art uh, other art forms and then when i came back to games it's because i uh, discovered all this universe of um youtubers playing indie games like uh, john wolf and mr craven and rpg minx and all that click uh, right there. And they were playing games that I've never heard of. There were short games, there were like horror games and games that had like an incredible aesthetic. And like, I would say two of the creators that really caught my, uh, like put my, put my imagination back into like it's flaming modes is just, uh, I discovered like Kitty Horror Show who made uh, Anatomy which is a very simplistic looking game. It is very effective at what it does. It's a haunted house story. I can't say more than that. You need to play it. It's like it's like $2.99, maybe $1.99. I can't remember the price, but it's well worth it. And it's a game that's gonna, it's gonna live with you like long after you're, you've done uh, playing it. And the other um, creator would be Puppet Combo, which is well-known in the uh, micro-indie horror scene. He makes those um, slasher movies-based games. He made Babysitter Bloodbath. He made uh, Power Drill Massacre. And Power Drill Massacre is, to me, the equivalent of Chainsaw uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the movie. Like, that movie occupied my brain for a long, long time after I've seen it. And uh, Power Drill Massacre did the same uh, to me, like it's it's a game I don't want to play uh, too often because it's it hurts my soul because it's it's scary and it's it's a disturbing it's a disturbing right. game. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> and so and so and those two creators were affecting the uh, low poly aesthetic in different ways. Uh, Kitty Horror Show doesn't go for the PSX uh, authentic like graphics. Uh, Puppet Combo does though a little bit more. He looks more for the authentic. PS1 feel, but um, they were both like simplistic graphics, and I was like, I understand that. I understand how to do that, like on a technical level. It's like I can do that, so I got Unity because this is what those P those guys were using, and I started working on my own stuff. And eventually, I made my first game, which is not a PS uh, PS1 aesthetic game. Uh, it's called I Make Saints. It is, however, a low poly style. Sort of. It was made with what I could do at the time. All of my games are done with what I can do at the time I made yeah. them. You <laughs> can actually hard, see the character. If, if, if you play them in order, you can actually see me getting better. I hope getting better at what I'm doing. Yeah. I mean, I saw the difference in it between uh, like please and please follow. I was like, he's trying a lot more stuff in the game. Uh, it's also three times the length. It's like, how do you how do you how do you get it to where you want to uh, you want to make the game a certain length where you're like, this is a good length. Like, cause I know that nine minutes is short, but 
what about something that short made it appealing to you to do that? I, my honest, absolutely honest answer to that would be because I don't care. <laughs> I mean, that's I pretty just, honest. <laughs> I do do the game that I, uh, that I want to do. And right now I want to do short games, I guess. I have ideas for longer games, but it's all dependent on, as I said, what I can do and what I'm willing to do. Because I, like a lot of creative minds, I'm really eager to jump on the next new shiny thing in my brain, the new idea. And the, it's really hard to keep me nailed in one place and working on one thing uh, for so long. Because eventually you get bored of, of that. So... And that's the and that's the the problem like with working only like by myself. It's just that um, there's no there's no one to 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 answer to. So it's kind of like when you when you're bored, you're bored, and you want to work on something else. So so I some it's not that I cut my game shorts, but uh, but I uh, I I deliberately don't overscope because I know I'll be bored by the end. But uh, for example, like, yeah, Please Follow, which is a good example, is a game where you have a, a multitude of environments. So it keeps jumping to another place, another place, another place. And that's maybe how my brain works. Like, I had to keep working on new ideas and new environments inside the same one project to keep myself from, from being bored uh, from it. I would... Like I would say that with a lot of the the uh, itch games that are out there, it's it's almost like this. Uh, it's got this '80s punk era DIY thing going on with it, where people were just like, "I'm just gonna make something, and I'm just gonna see if it works." And it's really cool to see this huge community of people making stuff that is just so. Um, against the grain of <laughs> slap the mic <laughs> against the grain of like what you normally see. Um, there's also a lot of um, what's the word I'm looking for. There's a lot of furry games on itch. I've noticed. Um, well, know. there's, there's <laughs> a lot of every, there's a lot of everything. Like yeah. uh, as, as we said, the, uh, the bundle, the uh, racial justice and equality bundle, uh, black lives matter. By yes. the way, just yes. putting this out yes. there. Um, uh, so this bundle contained like uh, 1,704 games in total by the end. And there's uh, there's tabletop RPGs. Like you download the game and all there is is like just a PDF to, to print and play with friends. It's like it's not even like a video game. So like Itch does all of that. Itch, Itch also has like um, you know management tools you can download or, or or assets for Unreal, Unity, you name it. Uh, it has a lot of stuff. So it's not only it's not only games. I don't know where I'm going with this. What was the question it's, again? The, so uh, <laughs> I was just saying that it's a it's a very vast uh, community. So yeah, I was saying like there's there's like furry games. Yeah. Like there's a there's oh, a yeah, bunch yeah. of porn games on Steam now. Like anything. I, I'm glad that people have something like a community that they can go to and be like hey there's people that are making things that i like and that's that's the idea i'm uh, i like the idea of adult games not being porn games like the idea of a game that is targeted to like an adult uh, audience that goes uh maybe tonight i don't want to uh, i don't want to play a power fantasy where i save the universe again 
maybe I want to explore my own anxieties and my own my concerns. And that's like, <laughs> I don't, you're right there. No, I was like, <laughs> I was saying like, uh, I don't want to be a hero. I want to be severely, severely depressed right now. <laughs> I mean, well, but there's a place for that though. That, yeah. It, that's the thing. It's not necessarily being depressed, but it's like, feel that somebody else is reaching out and, and like pouring the same energy you're, you're pouring every day. Like it's, uh, let's, let's take for example, one of, one of my games, uh, spectacular, which is people call it spectacle, but it's in the title. It's you need to pronounce it a la French, so it's spectacle. See if I <laughs> if I may uh, set it on record. Yeah. So for that game, it's it's about the fear of dying and how do you cope with that and how do you avoid thinking about that? And one of the many ways to avoid thinking about that is substance abuse and or sex, and that's what the game kind of is about so and that's not so it's an adult game but it's not porn but it's it's a concern that like, maybe a 13 year old won't understand at all the 13 year old will just say hey the walls are made of flesh it's scary the music is woo and then that's it but then hopefully an older gamer would play that and say well yeah i i'm i'm afraid of that too i'm afraid of not the monster in in the in the corridor but i'm afraid of what I'll become like in 20, 30 years. Yeah. Cause there was a, there was a game that my, a teacher of mine showed me back when I had a, it was a video games as art class. And he was telling me that it's a game where you just walk to the right, but as you're walking to the right, different things start happening in your life. And he started talking about the fears of his own life where yes. he, you know, he's afraid of growing old and he's afraid of like, what is he going to leave behind? And it's, so weird to see someone that's like an adult figure in your life talk about their own fears because you see them as like these um almost like gods you know like all oh, these people they have everything figured out and then when you get older you're like they didn't know what the fuck they were doing either that's that's when you know when static x is singing kill your idols i mean it's <laughs> probably about anal sex as it usually is with static x but um it's if you take just the slogan kill your idols that's what it's about it's like take the people that you hold to the highest esteem in your mind and not break them down just to just to you know push them down a few notches but it's just that they're they're people and they're going through like stuff that they're not speaking about and that's everybody has to deal with that have you ever thought of the eventual death of your own parents for example like it's something that's it's absolutely crazy to yeah. think about and for some people that you know the people that already had their their parents are already gone I'm, I'm 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 sorry i'm i'm lucky enough to still have my two parents but it's like what when how and that's that's a weird scary thing and i'm it am is. i ready for this it's, nobody is ready for that it's just gonna happen and you're gonna have to deal with that and can we make a game about this we probably can did uh, i make a game about that <laughs> i did because <laughs> uh, I, I've actually, uh, I actually lost my mom uh, a couple of years ago, and uh, I've noticed that there are people that make uh, games about. Uh, for one, people that are dealing with cancer, there's like, there's a kids game about teaching you about cancer and like how to deal with it, and then there's also like uh, more adult oriented where uh, it's someone living with um, someone that 
just passed or like someone that passed away from cancer and they're dealing with that. And, uh, I definitely think that it has a place though, because I know that people think there's all these like taboo things like, Oh, don't make a game where, uh, you're talking about death or things like that. But, uh, a lot of people use video games as like a coping mechanism to not think about the things that they're dealing with. But if they can play something that they have firsthand experience and it helps them cope better with it. I think that there is a place for that. This is a very depressing episode. <laughs> I'm well, I'm not, I'm not making happy. I don't make happy games. That's the, I don't make depressing games either. I think I hope, but, um, well, maybe my first one is very depressing, but, um, uh, but yeah, that's the, the idea that, uh, games only exist as entertainment as like a way of, you know, isolating yourself from the noise of the world is certainly a point of view, but it's not the only one. And if you are like a gamer that goes like uh, to hell with those walking simulators and everything, it's like you are cutting yourself off from like a lot of experiences, a lot of that experiences that might be positive to you. And it's 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 kind of sad to see that that closed mindedness at work. Sometimes it's just. Yeah, if you would have told me like. 10 year old me or something like hey you're gonna love a game where you're walking around an old house trying to find where your your parents are or something i've been like no that doesn't make sense but i ended up enjoying games like gone home and firewatch and stuff where it's the way that i try to describe to people is it's a it's almost like an interactive novel like you're you're living in the world but it's not like a um it's not constant action or anything. I mean, there's some action in Firewatch and stuff, but it's not, that's not the point of the game. It's not like all the, the action bits. It's about like the actual story that it's trying to tell. And I don't think it could exist in any other kind of medium like that. Yeah. Because most of the, when we talk about like games as escapism is mostly from one, from my point of view, it's mostly like violent games like maybe puzzle games and, and stuff like that maybe casual games but it's mostly it's always like call of duty versus gone home it's it's, it's never like anything it's always the non-subtle stuff that gets uh, pitched one against the other and if you if your way of escaping uh reality is playing like a, a shooter game then your way of controlling your own anxieties about the world is to shutting them up with violence it's to kill your opponent so he doesn't have like a space to talk. You don't have like physical confrontation is the last resort of anybody ever. So if your way of of feeling safe about the world and not thinking about it is to kill everything, just work your shit out. <laughs> That's all I can say. It's just there's 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 stuff out there to help you cope with it. And it's hard stuff but it's it's out there you can get it like games like different games with different subjects that can just you know open your eyes to to the world are there any games on itch or even steam and stuff too that that you felt like should get more uh, attention drawn to it like what games out there that you felt like really spoke to you um I might be time to reveal that I have a super, really super bad memory about like <laughs> facts and names. So that's a bit of that. Um, 
one of the things, uh, Ghost Lake from uh, Kitty Horror Show. I named her. Uh, I named her before, but um, so um, Ghost Lake is from the um, uh, what's the name of the, she? She does compilations of games on itch. Uh, so it's like haunted um, haunted houses, I think. And like it's a volume three. There's a Ghost Lake. It's a game about like you just drive a car around a, a, a town that has a town that has scabbed over as it is in the narrative. So you can't enter any of the houses, but you just drive around and you you just like visit memories of places and stuff that has happened there. And it it's one of the games that spoke to me like the most as I do not have the same experience as a Kitty Horror Show. My life is very different and is very privileged. But at some point, just like the little, little vignettes of you know, just hanging around like past midnight at the local gas station, just smoking a cigarette under the neon light and just looking at the city and city's boring. You hate it, but you're, you're still there because you feel safe in, in that boringness. That is something that is, is sticking to me, like still. I talk about it and it's like and it it's, it's maybe nothing because I've been building up this games can change your life open up and then I talk about this stupidest and the blandest thing but it's it's that's it's also that like the games that make you feel just this you you're somewhere and you're somewhere that you you enjoy I and, I remember playing a it's like right when I was getting into like more indie side of games I think the first one that was like considered like the indie game was uh braid on the 360 um which is like i felt like that was like all right people are going to really start paying attention to, to indie games 15, now that was like the one more years ago <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's been a while. It's it been feels a while. it feels for it was like back in like i think it was like 2006 2007 mm-hmm. but there was a there was another game that was kind of being talked about and i felt like a super hipster gamer kid playing this one it was a game called I believe it was called Proteus where you didn't really yes. do anything in the game. You were just kind of like skating along, but it was so relaxing. It was so it's nice. A, yeah. It's a musical landscape. You, you just walk around like islands and just a landscape. And then you touch things that make music. And I'm glad eventually someone else played this game. Cause I felt like I was going crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's uh, it's yeah. It's one of the first few games that I, um, that I, that I started playing like back in the day as well. That made me realize that games could be something else than violent games. Cause I was, I was enjoying like one of my favorite, like eight bit games ever is Deja Vu on the, on the, on the NES. It's like a point and click detective adventure because the music was great. The ambience is great. And there's mostly not a lot happening in it. It's like you're walking in the middle of the night, trying to clear your name of a crime you didn't commit. And you have like one night to, to, to do that. And, and and that's all and that i enjoyed that and i was like why games aren't like that but that's not an idea that i that i voiced very clearly in my head when i was that was just games could be like something else than just you know contra and 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 shooting and everything and then one day i read an article like the upcoming game at that time uh gone home it was like hey a bunch of devs from can't remember which big studio like they 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 did they're doing their own thing now and they're working on a game that they they call like non-violent there's no violence you just walk around someplace 
And that was shocking to a lot of people. And that's around the time like Dear Esther as well came out and the walking simulator name that yeah. was born in the public consciousness and it was a derided thing to have a walking simulator. But I was like, for the first time, I felt like Shh, I enjoy that. Heck, that's that's what I want to do. That's what I want to that's that's where I want to be. I, I play my favorite parts when playing Red Dead Redemptions, you know, just with your horse riding in the sunset and that's the that's a happy place that's not when i shoot people in the face or do like ultra violent finish kills and stuff like that it's just when i'm somewhere and i enjoy it and video games for me and the way i make games as well is i make places where i hope you enjoy being well <laughs> in the oh, horror games like, yeah oh, this is yeah, terrifying it's, it's, to be in. <laughs> no but i mean it's kind of like for example we we talked about please follow uh, the the last sequence of please follow like the very very end the last place you are in the game i wanted that to be a very peaceful place and i i hope i i made that uh i realized this this idea and i communicated it because it's um you you see a lot of stuff in please follow and then at the end you're supposed to be like that's it it's over now you can just chill <laughs> like drop your guard it's fine it's done and that's the kind of and you need to build up to that you need to build up to like some sort of tension and then eventually give that release and that release was just the birds singing and the, the subtle light in the room and it's like well there you go that's there's your there's your reward for going through and seeing all those things no so, more cosmic horror now peace yep no more no more <laughs> cosmic horror <laughs> but yeah that's so yeah, and that's the the feeling of being somewhere is the first thing that I work that I work on when I work on a video game. Like, the place is more important than mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, so something I've I've noticed too with a lot of the indie horror games is that you almost can't know anything about the game going into it. It has to be a mystery. So I feel like anytime any game gains any traction, like oh my god, this game's so scary, then it's like. Well, I already know going into it that's going to be this experience. Like, I went into, I didn't even know anything about Please or Please Follow. I just saw that it looked cool. And then going into it just completely blind was, I thought it was amazing because, I mean, I I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know if something was going to jump out at me at some point. I didn't know if the game was going to just go bananas. I mean, it does, but, <laughs> like, you know, the, the whole mystery of it, I feel like is really part of that. Uh, the horror experience. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like yet the, if you don't maintain that like mystery, like that you could lose out on horror games or do you feel like you can, you can still know what it is and still be spooked by the game? It's a, uh, it's a really interesting question because it really feeds into a feeling that I'm, that I really enjoy, which is, Sorry. <clears throat> uh, I don't know how many people can relate to that. The younger you are, I guess, the less you can. But, you know, when television didn't come with like a, a, a an integrated like TV guide, <laughs> you could just push a button and just see what's and then you didn't have like a 700 channels to, slip, to, to flip through. You just had like the four to five, seven channels and then what whatever was playing. <laughs> yeah whatever's playing is what you get to see tonight and that's 
and maybe if you enjoy it, if you if you just catch the the last half of a movie, then you get and you go, that's awesome. I want to watch the first half of it. Maybe you maybe it's was the last time it was ever playing on that television channel, and maybe you're not gonna see it again, or and that idea of you don't know what you're gonna get. And you don't know if you're going to enjoy it. And if you enjoy it, maybe it's going to be lost forever after that. It's an idea that is uh, very near and dear to my imagination and my idea. And that's, uh, I, I don't want to be like in, 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 in promotion mode, but it's like a spectacle. My game that I talked about earlier is about that. It's about watching television like at 2 a.m. And is it, is it, is it real? What, what you're seeing on TV, is it real? Is it, what are you going to be able to see it again? Is it, is it just a passing TV show, just weird? And is it really the TV show you watch? Or is it like the, 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 the remembrance of the TV show, the weird show that you saw? And uh, so games can benefit from that, from you don't know what you're going to get. Uh, and But the idea is, and I am preparing to uh, get into like bigger um, marketplaces because uh, I'm selling my games on Itch and Game Jolt right now. And we are all, all of us at the uh, Haunted PS1 are starting slowly to um, infiltrate uh, Steam and to put our games on Steam. And that is a completely different beast because you can't, you can't really go the mysterious route on Steam because gamers... Well, yeah, players and gamers. Let's go with that distinction. Uh, gamers <laughs> want to know. They want to know what they're what they're gonna get, and that is a very specific kind of. There's there's actual like research done on how like uh, consumers scan uh, a Steam page, a Steam page, and they go for this information, this, 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 and it's like if there's too much mystery, if the 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 trailer is just a mood trailer and not like a gameplay trailer, they're not your game. And it's like, well, do I need to start making gamey games to to get into that market? Probably. Am I going to lose, as you, your question is hinting at, am I going to lose something from that transition? Most probably. Um, but those old games are still going to be there. there. And then it, it all depends on the way you discover them. If you discover them on Steam, chances are... You're going to have a bullet point list of everything that's happening, and it's a very technical thing. And if you discover a game on itch, some games don't even have descriptions. Some games are just, that's my game. There's no screenshot, nothing, just the file size. And it's like, well, from the file size, I can infer that it's probably just a TXT file, or it's just smallest game, or it's yeah. a 2D game, or a 3D game. But that's all you can, that's all you get until you download it and you try it. And I personally think that's a beautiful thing. That, you give it a shot and most a lot of the game not most but a lot of the games on, on itch are free uh it, like pay what you want so also tip tip your game dev that's a message i'm all about if you download a game and it's free there's no shame in going back to that store page and like tipping like giving a, a dollar for a game you enjoyed and that's a very good thing to do yeah and uh i'm sorry <laughs> no it's so i was about to say like i feel like a lot of people like in media in general they they're just like, especially during with the quarantine and all that stuff. I mean, it's going to date the episode. Who knows? You know, a year from now, maybe we're in nuclear fallout. And this is the last <laughs> remaining thing that we'll ever see of humanity again. But uh, you notice that a lot of people just don't care about paying for for media at all. 
but they they want it to be the top quality but they don't want to pay anything for it or if they have to pay it's a very tiny amount and it's so weird to think about where no one wants to pay for a movie like who's bought a movie in the past like 10 years because of streaming like you'll go into a thrift store and they just have a mountain of dvds because nobody wants them so it's it's just strange to me that no one wants to pay for any media at all well it's it's a it's a difficult uh discussion i think because everybody's out for your money like everybody wants your money all the time forever that is the baseline of our like you know capitalist society is just you have a little money everybody wants it so if if you if you want to you know survive into that you need to cut corners and to stop paying for stuff is a very good corner to cut i guess and then when you have options to not pay for something you won't and i understand that but you need to understand the consequences of doing that like there's um there there, there was this uh this probably manipulated like article that made the rounds on social media saying like what are the top five uh least needed like jobs i saw that yeah and then top number one was artists and it's like i'm sorry but if you remove artists from your society you're gonna get bored a lot and they that's... had to pay an artist for that article like how can you tell well, me that that yeah. wasn't needed <laughs> what that's the... so yeah so it's like you don't people think artists maybe they have like this preconceived notion of like this boring man drawing something off a cliff and it's like, yeah, I'm deep. And yeah. no, it's like artists. Everybody, everybody can do like a little something and consider themselves an artist and it's, it's fine. And you do an effort and then you, you learn your craft. You need, you need to be paid for it. You need to be compensated for that. And that's very, I think very natural. Again, I'm in a position of, uh, of 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 privilege somewhat as in i can i can pay for for my entertainment i i choose to pay most for my entertainment when i when i play a game i enjoy it i go back and i pay for it and i try to give a little bit more like i i figured like a price for what i played and i was like yeah that's that's the price and i add a dollar and it's like yeah it burns a little bit but i'll just go for the dollar more just to make sure that the this, this creator gets uh, gets that little like you know that little warm feeling inside so and it's a question of uh, of habit it's like uh music music is free now that's just the thing music is free that, that's yeah. all that's all yeah. music is free that's i'm sorry the music industry lost that fight music is free it's unfortunate it's disgusting but it is what it is uh you can pay you can go on Bandcamp. you can go you know you can pay your artist directly you can buy merch it's what i do I usually I discover an artist uh, I enjoy. I go and buy their merch, even if it's complicated. I recently bought like a T-shirt for Sidewalks and Skeletons, which is like a a, 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 a witch house outfit I really enjoy. Um, and they were they were selling shirts, and you needed to like contact like a private email that was super sketchy. But I did it. I took the step, like took the risk, because I like I really want to encourage that person, and so I did. Um, so it's just a question of, of, of habit and being able to put the money down. Uh, but yeah, like mostly, but my message still stands. It's like, you should 
take the uh, the habit of tipping your favorite creators. That's if, for sure. If you enjoy something enough, you should donate money to it. Yeah. So and that's that's even more significant when there's no price tag attached to the thing, and you still you still you still pay for it. Like that means that much to it. Like I've my games are now all uh most of them are all like paid um you need to pay to play them now but when they first released they were they were free and so i and i struggled with the idea of asking for money for it but it's and it's a very it's a very lively discussion even today amongst all the devs it's like you should you pay should you not pay how much and should my first game be free so i can get a name out people are like no you should always sell and so there's really the whole the whole uh, spectrum of opinions is right there but uh i started off free then i decided to to make my games uh, paid and then when i when i released uh my latest title is a demo for something and there are people paying for that demo and it's like it's free it is actually free it's the only game that i'm distributing that is free out there and there's still people tipping and it's like that means so much and you'll you'll never see that of course you're just you're in front of your computer you click a button and it sends money and so you, and for you that's your end of the transaction but it, on the other end i guarantee you the creator sees that amount small amount nobody cares a dollar 50 cents but it goes straight to the heart it's just it's that's just it that's that's me reaching out to the void and the void pitching a little bit a little bit of change and it's like thank you void that's great and it is actually very great. I I can relate to that at, in a, a little bit because of uh, doing this podcast for, it's really hard to say like when exactly I started. I think it's been like seven years or so, but uh, anytime I see like of you, I'll listen, anything, it feels good, you know? And then when I see Absolutely. like the the watched hours thing go from three hours to five hours or something like people are coming around and maybe they're checking out other videos too. So, um, I see that stuff every single day. Cause I'm like, am I, am I going to see, is anyone going to check it out? Cause my main thing is I just hope someone checks out what I'm doing. I'm not going to make any money doing it. I've actually lost a lot of money. Not a lot. Like, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I probably lost maybe close to like two grand doing the podcast for so long, but that's just because of doing like, um, RSS, RSS feeds and things like that, like paying $15 a month or whatever, just to have something to where everyone can check it out, be on all these different platforms and things. But yeah, I've never, I've made $0 doing this, but it, yeah, but it pays in, it pays in different ways. Like it feels good that, to do something. Yeah. The, this idea of, I'm doing this for whatever. And the, the, the measure is always for me, it's always been, if there's more people that play my game than people I actually know in real life, then that means like for sure, a hundred percent I've reached out of my own like network. And there are people, I have no idea who they are and they've played my stuff and they may, maybe they've enjoyed it. And some of them leave comments and it's like, okay, I get the idea of if you've enjoyed it or not, but, when you start reaching out to pure strangers, it's amazing. Like that feeling is, and I encourage people like creative people to just do something and finish something just so you get that feeling. Cause that is what, that that's what's fueling me. That's what should be fueling 
you as well, like reaching out, like touching people through your work. And that's, that's great. I'm feeling you now viewers. <laughs> you know, we, 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 I joke about that, but there, there are people that are actually making like, uh, like I, I can see that being like the next thing in, in gaming is feeling the game. Could you imagine sticking your hand into something? And if you're in, like you're playing Bioshock and you can feel the rusty walls and the, the glass dripping with oh, some, water and things like some people are insane. working hard on that. Like it's called haptic feedback and it's uh yeah, yeah. yeah. When Sounds you... terrifying. <laughs> well, the first applications I've seen of it, it's like you wear a vest and then when you play like a game and then you get shot somewhere, there's a little pop. It's not painful, but it's, in, it's, it's like, it's sensory information, right? It's just, you got, you got popped in the shoulder boy. Yeah. And so yeah. that's, that's what you get. And then eventually, I guess, as usual, porn will pick up the technology and push it forward. And then we'll get it back with added like quality to it. I mean, that's why virtual reality is like picking up traction. I feel like, I mean, you can get games like Half-Life Alex and stuff yeah. too, where people DVD are making, picked up yeah. back in the day because, because porn picked it up. And that's same yeah. with VHS. We almost would be <laughs> primarily a Betamax world if we didn't have <laughs> So yeah, so if porn is interested in picking up haptic feedback, we'll get something on it. If not, I wouldn't put my money there. <laughs> I've seen the thing is like I've seen things about that where um, people are trying to make this um, this reality of where you can have what feels like sex can i say sex on youtube am i gonna i don't even get monetized like i don't even i don't even know that you know what i feel like that's that's my my make it moment where i get a video taken down because i said sex no that's, i think that's my moment um but yeah just having just having this whole experience thing where uh you simulate sex and it's like what that's so crazy and people are like, I would never try that. But I guarantee you, every single person, I'm like, you know what? I actually kind of want to see what happens with this. Does it is it real? Who knows? But it's like it's if it if it happens, there's only one way it'll happen, and it's gonna be like this isolating, strange activity that's gonna worsen the world. I think. And if it has to happen, it's gonna happen that exact way. It's gonna be a, a, a Black Mirror episode, and that's all there is to it. It's like. When you when you look at kids and it's like kids are always on their phone and da, da, da. if you went back in time and put the same phones in the hands of the same people, they're they they would end up doing the exact same thing. Yeah, like human humans have been craving for the same things, like forever, and nothing's gonna change. You just change the tools and facilitate the uh, reaching out to that feeling, and it's not. It's not cool. Like, so yeah. So like haptic porn is going to ruin the world. That is absolute for sure. And I feel like it's inevitable. <laughs> so I'm going to yeah. get a comment a year later, by the way, haptic porn's pretty cool, man. I love it. Yeah. Yes. No, <laughs> uh, honestly, in my mind, it's like a to each their own. If this is, if this is something, if it's not harming anyone, and if this is something that someone is just genuinely enjoying, I'm not going to be the guy to take it away from them. I'm going to let anybody do well, whatever they it's want. It's harming, you know, it's, it's harming people in 
other ways as, as in, in subtle small ways it's like there's always like this the 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 the, the the right like the positive case where you go like well let's say like disabled people would probably get the benefit from that because it's like uh yeah because human contact like physical contact is a part of being a balanced healthy like thinking human being and and yeah some of them those some of those people are are are, are prevented from doing that for physical reasons or or other and so yeah there's a there's a positive application for that but I don't know why I'm talking so much about that. It's not. <laughs> I make games. Buy my games. Don't, don't buy. Don't buy happy porn, please. <laughs> Overall, we would all have to say that yeah, you should go onto itch, and you should play Will's games because Will's games yes. are awesome, and they're not porn. Though having a porn game is not bad either. To each their own. And it is. I've, I've, I've considered. I've considered very openly, uh, like having like a, a secret account where I would make a porn game just to see, just to see if it's going to probably. Better. Yeah, it's going to probably outsell everything I do, and it's like that's going to be a very depressing moment. I. But uh, I have a friend who does art, and he makes hentai, and he says it's the most money he's made in a, on anything, anything. Yeah. People want. I mean, some weird stuff. <laughs> that sexual energy is not going away like people have that and if you live in a society that wants to to to, to hide it and suppress it and repress it it's not going to work like the energy is still there and people are going to pay for it yeah so so your friend drawing and making commissions for for porn drawings it's you know and it's sure they they can live off their art so it's like who's the real winner here yes like someone wants to pay him 200 bucks to have a chick that looks like a lamp sure why yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> he whatever, was like, whatever. Oh. but uh <laughs> he was like you're never gonna guess what i'm making you're right i'm probably not. <laughs> <laughs> but uh so yeah anybody out there if you want to check i know this is such a this has been such a wildly I enjoyed it. I know that some people are gonna look at this and go like, wow, this got really like long in the tooth here, but um uh I I enjoyed talking like about just the random things that come up because yeah. quarantine's very lonely. So we don't yeah, really have a yeah. lot of people to talk to about things. That, but, that energy is not going anywhere. <laughs> Uh, so if anyone out there wants to check out Will's stuff, uh, is it under somewhat software or yes, yes. you can, uh, go uh, to somewhat.itch.io and you'll find my games right there and you can pay whatever or you, you can want. go somewhatsoftware.com, which is a website that I pay for. It's a .com that I pay for and I don't know why. So please visit my, my website. <laughs> he saw it go from 20 to 30 hits Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's how i feel when i put up an episode it's like i went from one view to two yay cool and then it goes into nothing it's like okay whatever um but yeah so i'll put a link in the description for um all of his games if you want to check them out um, I highly recommend them. If you missed them out, uh, if you missed out on the 
the the bundle that itch was doing i mean they were heavily promoting that so i don't know how you missed it but you can find all the games that were in that bundle a lot of cool stuff and maybe you already bought the bundle and you didn't even realize the game was in there because there's a thousand fucking games in it true true so i mean check out the scour through the bundle there's so many crazy games out there that people just don't even realize exist and please and please follow is awesome and so are the other games that he's made as well so pay him money too if you like what if you didn't like it i i mean still pay pay just pay no this one yeah yeah my my games require but uh (laughs) you can ask for a refund i mean if you want to steal money from these hands go ahead damn these hands (laughs) (laughs) all they know is to take (laughs) Uh, and uh, all right so this here's some uh, shameless self-plug now if you liked any of these episodes i do see if you listen to them or watch them or whatever youtube informs me that nobody watches my videos so thank you for anyone that does watch the video it means a lot to me and i know that these can be long but podcasts are long it's not four hours long so at least you have that to to go off of so thank you anyone out there who is checking out the series remember to subscribe i'm almost at a hundred i feel like that's an accomplishment in its own it is it absolutely thing. is yes um i recently just started doing videos so there's only like four or five videos uh the rest of them are just audio based but a lot of times i feel like people just put things on in the background so that's what i just assume that a lot of people will do so maybe you don't want to look at my face you can also found it find everything on soundcloud and google play and itunes and Whatever you find your podcast through, um, Joe's Crab Shack maybe is on there. Who knows? Maybe they got it on the jukebox. Do they have a jukebox? I've never been there. All right. <laughs> thank you so much, everybody out there for for watching, listening. William, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, yeah, good luck, everybody out there. Times are weird. Yes. That's, stay safe. Stay safe. Don't, don't yeah. get into trouble.